time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart, that's got passion for God, they're leading intercession on their schools, they're set apart, consecrated under God, and they've got a vision and a mission for their life. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we'll start at verse 5. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 5. If you have not registered for Coram Deo, don't make the mistake of waiting until the last minute, okay? Coram Deo is coming up at the end of October. You want to be there. All of DLA is going to be there. We'll be there. It's going to be awesome up in at Crooked Creek Ranch. Is that right? Crooked Creek Ranch. Camp Ranch. It's a ranch. Young Life Camp Ranch. Whatever. Um, so Crooked Creek, about two and a half hours away. You want to be there for Coram Deo. So make sure that you sign up for it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. If you don't have your Bible, you can look up at the screen. But I'm going to start. Verse 5. It says, you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts. Everybody say, shine in our hearts. So we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Verse 7 says, we now have this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. If you have your Bibles, I want you to flip over to Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Another verse I want to read to us. Colossians 1, verse 27. It says, For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance Of sharing his glory. I want to read that verse one more time because you need to be reminded, you need to remember at all times that Christ living in you is the hope that we have, the hope of glory that we have. So Colossians 1 27, this is a powerful, even memory verse that you would just get in your heart. For God wanted them to know that the riches and the glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. If you believe that, just say amen. 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 Great. So I said I need one volunteer really quick this morning. Just like one person real quick. Come up here, Gabe. Come run up here. Y'all give Gabe a hand. All right, Gabe. So this is an IQ test, Gabe. Okay. So I want you to hold this. I want you to hold this cup. And, um, and so um, I'm going to ask you a question. After I pour, okay? All right, so here we go. Did you see how much water was in? Went in? This, that isn't the question. This is just a sidebar. Half a cup? Don't have a cup. Okay, cool. That's not the question, though. Okay, so, so here's, the, here's the big, here's the IQ test, Gabe. What does the water in this cup, or what does this cup represent? cup that you're holding in your hand it represents us it represents us how so um, oh we need to give gabe a microphone can y'all hear gabe come on gabe use that microphone all right it represents that we um are able to be filled with god or anything else of this world and that you want to be filled with god not anything very and good and be filled okay come on now let me ask you this gabe if i drink this water 
What do I have to do in order to drink the, the water? You have to put it to your lips and drink it. Okay. Put it to my lips and drink it. And tilt the cup back. I should join the circus, though. Um, so, so what has to happen in order for, the, for me to enjoy the water that's in this cup? You have to... What's that whole process called? Putting it to my lips and tilting it. Drinking it. In order for me to drink it, but just... What did I just do? Pour it Come on, put cup. that mic up to your... Pour it into the cup. Pour. Everybody say pour. pour. And everybody say, we love you, Gabe. Y'all give Gabe a hand as he goes back to his seat. Gabe is smart. He's going to do great things. So, so the big idea in pouring, you have to pour. People normally, whenever we're thirsty, we drink water, but there's no way for us to drink the water. A lot of times, let's have a straw or something, which we didn't this morning. But the big idea is that you have to pour. It takes pouring to get the substance from one container to the next or to move it. You pour water. And in the same way, you guys, the power of pouring, this can be the greatest year that you've ever had in Jesus Christ if you will choose to pour. Remember I just told you, this is your hope of glory. This is the, this is the big deal. Christ is in you, the hope of glory, Christ in you. And Paul says, this is the reason I wanted to get the message out that, that, that my love, the gospel, the power of God for salvation is for every single person. So because of that, I fill you with Christ. And the natural response, the expectation is that you will pour out everything that I give you, the blessings, the love of God, everything that God pours into you. He says, gosh, if you'll just Pour that into others around you. If you'll be intentional, this can be your greatest year in Jesus Christ yet if you choose to pour. I want to speak directly to every single junior high student, 7th, 8th, some ninth graders. I want to speak directly to you about this year, okay? This can be your greatest year if you choose to pour, if you choose to pour. But you know what? If you only just keep your eyes on yourself If you only just, you know, play the cool card or, you know, I'm just not, you know, that's just not my thing. I'm not going to really be into winning souls for Jesus Christ. I'm not going to really be into sharing my faith intentionally with others around you. Gosh, what a sad life. So this message is a charge, literally a vow to become kind of like scripture says, going back to that first verse that I read in 2 Corinthians 4, 5 through 7, verse 7 says, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars. When you think about that, fragile clay jar was a lot like a styrofoam cup. See, clay wasn't super expensive back in the day. I mean, it's not like it was gold or anything. So I think today what that scripture would even look like is, gosh, we're just kind of like styrofoam cups, like throwaway cups. Nothing real special, supernatural about the cup, but what the cup carries, it's the hope of glory, Christ in you. If you'll see yourself, you guys, it's just a styrofoam cup. Your goal in life, your purpose, it's a big buzzword. Your purpose is to be like a styrofoam cup. Doesn't sound very glamorous, right? Until you think about, man, has anybody just ever been extremely 
hot, like in the, in the middle of a really, really hot place, and you just wanted just a drop of water. Anybody ever been there before? Like just a real drop? Yeah, okay. And so, so t- let me ask you this. Did it matter what the container was that got the liquid to you? Like were you looking for like a bottle or a glass or, you know what I'm saying? Like something really expensive. No, 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 no. It's amazing because in a point of desperation, men just give me a styrofoam cup with some water in it to cool me off, and I will be satisfied. The big deal, guys, is that we'll become like styrofoam cups. We have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves, verse 7, 2 Corinthians 4, are kind of like styrofoam cups containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. We need to be reminded this morning that this whole thing is about Jesus Christ and us getting this message out that God loves people, that God is for your friends, that God can absolutely change their lives. But you've got to be filled first before you can pour because an empty styrofoam cup is a bit frustrating, right? I mean, I'm thirsty. There's nothing left in here. It's frustrating. It's not, you see what I'm saying? And so it is with a dead A Christian who has no passion, who has no drive, who has no real authentic desire to to be a light and to be salt to their generation. So it is with that kind of Christian, you guys. But you give me a cup that's filled with water. You see what I'm saying? And I will grab, gosh, give me that. I I just, I want what you have. I need what you have. And I honestly believe the whole world is waiting. So many of you have unsaved friends or loved ones or just people in your circle of influence who, gosh, if you could just be soft and light to them, if you'll just pour eventually that message of love, that message of hope, you see what I'm saying? The message of, you know what? God loves you. God wants to change your life. God wants you to do something that nobody else can do on the face of this planet. If you'll just surrender yourself to him. But it's got to come alive in your heart. Lest you think we just gather here on Sundays and Wednesdays because we have a cool building and nice lights and good worship team and all those different things. Never make the mistake of thinking that this is what this whole thing is about. This whole thing is about Jesus Christ. Your mission field is outside of these four walls. That's where the fun is. That's where the real action is. Going out and saying, you know what? I'm going to pray with somebody this week. I'm just going to be intentional. They can think whatever they want to about me. You know what? I don't care what you think about me anyway. You don't have to like me. You don't have to love me because God loves me. My friends like me and God likes me a whole lot too because I belong to the family of God. So I'm just going to be bold and I'm going to be courageous. And I'm going to say, God, use me this week to share your love with somebody. God, I want to be a styrofoam cup. Amen. So we want to look at some ways that you can do this. Proverbs 24, 11 says, Deliver those who are drawn towards death and hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. So many times, you guys, as I've read this scripture through the years of youth ministry, the last five and a half, six years, every time I've read this verse, it just kind of came alive in my head. I always get this picture of what this teenage culture, this generation almost looks like on a large scale. Just a group of people just kind of heading towards a slaughter, heading towards a path of destruction and doing destructive things. And then I hear this charge that we have as Christ followers. Deliver those who are drawn towards death. Hold back those who are stumbling towards slaughter. If we were honest in this place, I think that every single one of us could say, gosh, I have one friend. I know at least one person that I'm a little bit close with, at least that, gosh, they don't know Jesus. They're not, they're not really walking with Jesus. They're not, 
They're not doing it. They're doing their own thing. They're not living their lives to bring him glory. And I'm just asking you, what are you going to do about that? You have this charge from Proverbs 24, 11, to deliver them, to hold them back as best as you can. Speak truth, show the love of God, share the love of God with them. I want us to go to the Old Testament for an awesome example of a couple of guys who best represent the styrofoam cup thing. We're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 18. 1 Samuel chapter 18. And I want to start reading at verse 1. Every time you hear the word David, I want you to go, yay. Okay? So, David. All right. Every time you hear, every time you hear the name Saul, I want you to go, boo. Okay? Saul. All right. David. Saul. And when you hear Jonathan, I want you to say, ah. Jonathan. David. Saul. David. Jonathan. Okay, here we go. First Samuel chapter 18, starting at verse 1. Now when he, David, had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him, David, as his, Jonathan's, own soul. There's nothing. Okay, verse 2. Saul took him, David, that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. Even to his sword, his bow, and his belt. Arguably, David and Jonathan represent what the greatest friendship is ultimately supposed to look like as Christ followers. David and Jonathan, they're just kind of like a picture. Okay, we're done. Okay, you're so awesome. All right, so David and Jonathan are arguably the best picture of what, of what a Christian, like Christ-honoring friendship is supposed to look like. So remember this, Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And Jesus has charged every one of us to pour that glory all over our city, all over your school, all over your friends. There is glory to be poured out through you one person at a time, one school at a time, one group of friends at a time. Do you get the point this morning? Okay, so a couple of thoughts about becoming a styrofoam cup because that's, that's the real mission, that's the real charge, that's the real message this morning is that you would literally, that you would have just a visual of what your life is supposed to look like this week. It's a styrofoam cup. To know that there is glory on the inside of you because Jesus Christ, if you have surrendered your heart to him, if you have not, there's not a whole lot of glory for you to pour, but you can surely leave this place Filled up with the glory of God known as Christ Jesus. So whenever he lives in you, the hope of glory, so the charge, the mission, is that you would go out every week, you guys, and look for opportunities to pour this glory out on other people's lives. To pour this glory out. Does that make sense? Okay, great. So so we're going to pour. So the first thing, styrofoam cup. I want us to go through a few declarations, just four of them. So well, then I'll be done. The first one, just declaring, you know what? Grant me, Jesus, frequent soul-knitting relationships for the purposes of bringing you 
glory, for the purposes of bringing you glory. Did you catch that in 1 Samuel, the passage that we just read? The Bible says, and then the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And it talks about an exchange they did and what, and what Jonathan gave David. But, but this whole thing, like soul knitting, these people, what does that mean? Like knit my soul. Like I don't even like knitting. My grandmother knits sweaters. Like what does that even mean? You know, soul knitting is a combination of God's supernatural plan and my day-to-day choices. Your day-to-day choices. So what, so what I'm talking about is, look, look, everybody listen. There will not, I repeat, There will not be a lightning bolt every time God wants you to share your faith. So we're real clear on that. There will not always be songs that play from the heavens and harps that you're going to hear in the back of your head and and a cloud opening up over the person like a spotlight and a voice from heaven saying, thus thou speakest unto you, speak unto that person and share your most holy faith. That's in you. It's not going to happen, more than likely. But here's the deal. If you make day-to-day decisions that reflect your commitment to being a styrofoam cup, the Lord himself will lead you. He will create opportunities and windows and moments for you to share God, to pour some glory out on somebody's life. Does that make sense? If you will look for it, if you will say, you know what, God, bring friendships into my life. Help me to befriend people that I can pour out some of your glory on them. I want to pour your love on them, God. You are called to befriend someone who is not following Jesus. You're called not in a close way like, gosh, you ain't got every single day. But here's the deal. You are called Whenever God opens the door to be Christ to someone. Jesus didn't always hang out with the disciples. He went out and he says, gosh, the the healed, they don't need a doctor. Those who are sick, those who are ill, those who are lame, they need the doctor. So somewhere in your circle of coolness needs to be at least one or two people that you're saying, you know what? I'm going to be Jesus Christ with skin on to them. And they may not be cool. They may not love Jesus. But you know what? You can be intentional about saying, you know what? I'm going to pour some glory out on their lives. I'm going to show them what Jesus looks like. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them what love feels like. I'm going to show them what it means to have somebody in their life who really loves God and who really loves them. Using your mind, your will, and emotions to have an impact on someone for the kingdom of God. That's, what, that's, what, that's the big idea of being a styrofoam cup, you guys. Verse 3 says this, David made a covenant because he loved Jonathan more than himself. Second declaration, brand me with unselfish covenant choices. What do I mean by that? Gosh, it's not always about you. Probably the main reason that many of us don't make a a conscious effort to win souls and reach our friends for Jesus just plain old selfishness. Not a huge, not a whole, not a big revelational statement there. But gosh, we can be some pretty selfish believers sometimes. And so here's, here's the thing. Just making this your prayer to God. You know what, God? Get me off of my self-centered behind and allow me to reach others. The people that you died for, Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to be used by you, Jesus. I give myself away because I want to be used by Jesus. I want to make something 
of this short window of time, 70, 80, 90 years here on earth that we call life, you got to get out of self. Even whenever you don't have time listening to someone talk, staying there in conversation, when someone cooler and more popular walks up, you stay talking to the lame person that you're talking to because you realize it's not just about you. You see what I'm saying? This is so practical. This is so easy, but aren't we terrible about it? You can be talking to one person. God can literally be about to speak through you. A cool person walks up or your best friend shows up. You ditch that person. You start talking to them and you've missed a moment. You've missed a window to be a styrofoam cup and pour some encouragement into somebody. Come on, somebody. We want to be styrofoam cups. I want my life to be a styrofoam cup. At the end of my life, I want to, I want that juice. Gosh, what do I think of? What comes to mind? Oh, styrofoam cup. Cause he just poured into people. He just, he just poured into a generation. He just poured God's love on other people. Self. I'm going to give you this acronym Because it just so accurately, it just kind of shows us whatever you're so into yourself, self literally can can be spelled out as Satan's exact location forever. Satan's exact location forever. As long as you're concerned about yourself and yourself only, you're not pleasing Jesus. You're pleasing the enemy. God gets no glory whenever your whole attention and focus is simply on yourself it's Satan's exact location forever. You know, it's just as simple as you guys going up to someone you don't know a whole lot and just asking them, hey, how are you doing? And really, truly meaning it. Hey, how's, how's this week been for you? Hey, how can I pray for you this week? Hey, how can, I, how can I encourage you this week? Gosh, if you never do that, if you never do that, I would say, you know what? You are so missing the mark of being a styrofoam cup. You're just pouring into your own self. That's weird. (laughs) We want to pour. I want to pour. I want to be used by God. Covenant choice is motivated by love, you guys. You see, while the world says that love is this big emotional thing that you have to feel a certain way in order to behave unselfishly, God's word says differently because some of you would just say, well, Pastor Brandon just doesn't come natural for me. I'm just, you know, I just really think about myself all the time. And I just, when I feel different, when I feel like I really care about the person next to me, then I'll do something. But you know what? You'll never, you'll never get, it, get to it that way. You see what I'm saying? Because here's the biblical truth. Right choices will eventually bring, bring right emotions. Right choices will eventually bring right emotions. So what am I saying Be loving to someone before you even feel it, you guys, because it's not about the feelings. It's about you making right choices and saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to show love to somebody, even whenever I don't feel it, even whenever they're mean to me, because I just know I have glory on the inside of me. Obviously, they don't. They wouldn't be acting this way. Come on. I want to be a styrofoam cup. This means that you'll pray for the person. This means that, you know what? Jonathan loved David like his own soul from that day forward, is what 1 1 Samuel 18 says. And this means that you'll pray for that person. This means that no matter how awkward it feels, you'll make efforts to reach out, to invite them to church. You know, even if they're just starting in their walk with God, you'll be intentional about helping them grow. Who are you serving? Who are you helping? Who are you pouring into? Or is your cup, has it run dry? 
because you've just been focused on yourself. DSM, we want to be people who follow Jesus. We want to be a junior high ministry who knows that, you know what? There is hope of glory on the inside of me because Christ is in me. I am full of glory and I have some glory. I just want to pour out on those around me. Does this make sense to anybody this morning? Pour into others. There are powerful treasures that Jesus Christ has placed on the inside of your heart. And you may be sitting there saying, oh, you just, you don't know my story, Pastor Brayton. There's not a whole lot of glory that I have to share. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is once you get out of yourself and realize that it's not you, but it is Christ living in you. He is your hope of glory. He is the well that never runs dry. He is everything that you need. Amen. I want us to go to this last kind of point this morning. And Jonathan took off his robe. Again, going back to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 18, verse 4. Last verse, last point this morning. And Jonathan took off the robe and he gave it to David along with his armor, his sword, his bow, and his belt. You see, in the East, whenever you gave someone your robe, what you were really saying is, you know what? I give you myself, all of my protective defenses. When you gave someone your weapon, it was as if you were saying, you know what? You've conquered me. I'll serve you. Your enemies are my enemies. I'll fight for you. Styrofoam Declaration 3, teach me, Lord, to genuinely lay down my life for others, to give them my robe and my weapons. Do you have to be cool all of the time? Do you, do you, do you have to be the cool person, the cool girl, the cool guy all of the time? Honestly, it's easy to say no, but how are we living? Does it have to be about you all of the time? Guys, I want you to make hell really, really nervous about your willingness to be like Jesus. Could you become so passionate about winning souls this year that you reach this place where you no longer matter and you just become that styrofoam cup? Not maybe, it's not, a, styrofoam cups aren't real glamorous. Like I said earlier, it's what they carry. It's what's on the inside of them that makes the difference. So here's the warning. You want to become something that is bigger than you? Then get into the mission of winning people to Jesus Christ. Your feelings are going to be hurt. You'll probably be taken advantage of at some point. You may be laughed at or rejected, but you know what? In the grand scheme of things, what does it really matter? I want you to have the power to see your friends not as they are, but as they will be in Jesus Christ. That takes vision from heaven. That takes a heart that says, Jesus, show me what you see in my friends. Show me what you see on the inside of me. Lord, give me more of a commitment to be a friend than to have a friend. That's an unselfish choice, you guys. Whenever you're more concerned about being a friend for the purposes of pouring than you are about having friends, that's when God can use you. To his Christ followers, this is what the Lord is calling us to be. To be a friend like Jesus. This means your friend will be the one whose need you can meet. Not the one who meets all of your needs. 1 Samuel 20 and 41. It just says, and they kissed each other and they wept together. This is David and Jonathan. And, and so the last kind of point here is just give me the guts, Lord, to show affection. Sometimes even to cry with my friends. There's nothing. Gosh, the big idea is, you know what? Whenever your friends are having hard times. As Christ followers, goodness, can you just at least say, hey, I'm here to encourage you. 
I'm here to pray for you. And then you just like really pray for them. Whether they're Christ followers or not, can you be Jesus Christ with skin on to your generation? The charge is that you are. The charge is that you will be. I want you guys to stand to your feet this morning. I want us to end kind of a bit of a different way this morning as the band just kind of starts to play. You heard us sing a song this morning in worship just saying, I give myself away. God, I give myself away so you can use me. And you heard this message with four simple, practical, seemingly easy points, seemingly easy things to do. And through God's grace, it is so simple. But it can only start whenever you remove your eyes from yourself and you get it on to others. You start looking at others. You start looking at your friends around you saying, Jesus, help me to see what you see in my friends. Help me to see what you see in the rebellious guy or the, or the, or, or the mean girl. Or Jesus, what do you see in them? Because when people are mean to you, it doesn't give you license to be mean back. That's not what we do. That's not who we are. We follow Jesus. And we say, Lord, give me fresh vision. I want to be a styrofoam cup. I want to pour into them. Something's missing, God. Use me to pour. Use me to pour. I want to be a styrofoam cup, you guys. So this morning, as we just get ready to close, I want to sit. Think about this concept. Gosh, a styrofoam cup. Doesn't mean a whole lot. They don't cost a whole lot. They're pretty cheap. You can get a whole lot of them. gosh, whenever they're carrying something surely does increase in value in my mind I want you to bow your heads right where you are Father, I just thank you so much for every student that's part of this ministry even this morning and Lord, I pray that this year, God even this academic school year, Father that you will use them to do great and mighty things that they've never done before Holy Spirit, I thank you that boldness and courage will come alive in their hearts. I do ask of you, Father, that they would see themselves as as, as fragile clay jars are in our mindset, God, that they would see themselves as styrofoam cups, ready and willing to be poured out for their generation, ready and willing to be used by Jesus. Pray this in your name. attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom i'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart they've got passion for god they're leading intercession on their schools they're set apart consecrated under god and they've got a vision and a mission for their life